what's going on guys and welcome back to an all new brand new episode of unknown serial killers thank you once again for joining me each and every week and to continue to join me as always you guys are the greatest before we get into it of course let me remind you guys if you haven't listened to last week's episode or any of the episodes that's posted up here, please do so now because you do not want to miss any of these because they are that they're that good. Of course, viewers' discretion is advised because we are talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. Um, these crimes that we're about to talk about in this episode is in a different country we are going to be talking about the belize ripper also known as jack the butcher now if many people do not know where belize is it is a caribbean country in the northeastern coast of central america so just that little social studies tip for you guys so let's get started The Belize Ripper is an unidentified Belize serial killer responsible for the abduction, rape, and murder of five girls in Belize City between 1998 and 2000. On September 8, 1998, 13-year-old Cheryl Nicholas, a fifth-grade student at Wesley Upper School in southern Belize City, went missing while walking towards her school. The girl's whereabouts remained unclear until October 9th when her body was found in a pool of water near the George Prince Highway. She had been stabbed more than 40 times in the head and chest with one of her arms nearly cut off and face cut open. The body also shown signs of rape, but ominously, Nicholas was found to be wearing the clothes of another girl who had gone missing just two days prior to her discovery. That girl was nine-year-old Jay Blaze, whose skull and a few bones were recovered six months later, along with Cheryl's knapsack. On March 23, 1999, another young girl, 12-year-old Jackie Fern Malik, vanished during a recess while playing on her school's playground. Just two days later, her body was found face down in a puddle along a dirt road bordering the area where Nicholas was found. She had been stabbed multiple times and her left arm severed with indications that she had been ran over by a car. Here's my thing. Let's let's get this out the way. How did she go missing from her school's playground? Like, I know this is another country and everything's like that, but this is a schoolyard, unless it's not fenced up or gated but this is a schoolyard and you know teachers are supposed to be watching let's get back to it on june 26 1998 1999 excuse me eight-year-old erica wills disappeared but it went unnoticed for three days as at the time she was supposed to stay over at some relatives who in turn thought that she was at home with her family on july 18th her skeletal remains were found behind a quarry in gracie rock 20 miles west of belize city her body was identified by her mother via a hairband and a tweedy ring, which Erica also always worn. By the time, by this time, intentions among the populace were rising and demands for the killer to face justice were high, with the victims filming holding candlelight vigils. The police force issued a curfew to all underage children, but despite their efforts, the ripper struck one final time. 
On February 15, 2014 year old Naomi Hernandez went missing while being while doing an errand on Musil Street. Nine days later, her mutilated body was found on a sandy mound along the Belize River with multiple stab wounds to the face and neck and several of her body parts missing. Her father identified the body as that of Naomi by the blue jeans she was wearing. Let's make this clear. Sorry if I am butchering any of these street names out there. I do apologize. It's not personal, so don't take it that way. But this is really sad that these parents had to identify their children by the things that they worn or the things that they found close to the body. Um, during the height of the Ripper murders, three other girls were killed in similar circumstances but were ultimately proven to be unrelated to the case. There were Samantha Gordon, 15, last seen on November 6, 1998, after telling her mother that she was going to visit the old Civic Center with some friends. Two days later, Samantha's new bruised body was found floating at a sea near Ladyville Vista de Mar with deep stab wounds at the back and knees. In June 1999, four men were charged for her murder and convicted. So you already know that wasn't him because they stabbed her in the back of the knees, but he goes for the chest and the face and cut off body parts. Karen Cruz, 10, went missing in 1999 from her veranda of her Orange Walk Town home. The day after her disappearance, her corpse was found at a stadium two blocks from her home with signs being raped. Initially believing to be a Ripper victim, suspicions were later directed towards her next door uncle. 38-year-old Antonio, who was reportedly stalking the girl, he was later charged and convicted in her murder. Rebecca Bex Gilharry, shortly after Blaze's disappearance on February 15, 1999, Becky's body was found near a Mayan archaeological site in Santa, in Santa Rita Hills in Corzo Town as it being reported missing the previous day. She had been raped and subsequently strangled. Gil Harry was last seen in the company of a family friend, 22-year-old Robert Hill, who was later charged and convicted in their killings. Well, that's a good thing that those three, um, you know, their suspects got caught and went to jail. The killings caused widespread panic in the tiny nation with the national curfew imposed and guards posted at school. In the months following the last murder, Several incidents were reported of a man driving a red car and wearing a stocking mask who unsuccessfully attempted to attack and kidnap young girls in Belize City. The assailant was never located. In 2000, pathologist Dr. Mario Estrebrand announced a harrowing revolution. Prior to being brutally murdered, all the girls were plied with alcohol and drugs as well as being tortured. The rubber had used the same instrument in all five cases, and judging by the precision of the cuts made on the bodies, it is assumed that he either has a medical background or at very least access to surgical utilities. Authorities also believe that there's a possibility that there might be more than one person involved. At present, no new leads have been reported, and the believe Ripper murders are considered the country's greatest cold case. Now they do have some suspects but we'll see how far that goes the only person to be charged in any of the killings was a belize city auto mechanic by the name of michael williams who was a neighbor of victim 
Jackie Malik. At the time of her murder, their then 40-year-old Williams was seen offering a ride to Jackie and her sister, but both declined. After she disappeared, the police questioned Michael and released him, but after her body was found, he was rearrested and charged with the killing. While in jail, Williams was also accused of raping a 13-year-old girl at 13-year-old girl a decade prior. Excuse me. The authorities' hopes about his guilt were dashed when not long after Wills disappeared while Williams was still in custody. This, coupled with alibis provided by his clients and a police officer, as well as insufficient evidence, led to his exoneration for the crimes. Another person who was suggested to be it was Lonnie David Franklin Jr., an American serial killer connected to the murders of at least 10 sex workers in Los Angeles, California, over several decades could be a possible suspect known as the grim sleeper for an apparent 14-year break between his known murders lasting from 1988 to 2002 it is claimed that franklin had connections to the country via his marriage to sylvia costello who was from brazil aside from this this coincidental break matched the murder spree one of the victims aunts allegedly seeing him in belize city at the time and the fact that his van used in one of the proven killings was later found in Belize serves as potential circumstantial evidence in his involvement. He was never charged with the killings and died at San Quentin Prison in 2020. He's also a good person to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about him and get more into him next week. But you have to listen to find out. But this is just ridiculous. So if you really think about it, this man is, or woman, or people is still running around doing these crimes or just like laying low and living their life or probably died somewhere because it's a while back. Um, the last murder was 22 years ago. So who knows? He might, this person might just be, I don't know, just enjoying life while all these people's parents are just wondering what happened to their child and it's just really sad that these parents have to identify their kids like this in such awful manner it just gives me chills to talk about like like dead kids or just like people murdering kids at a young age and the parents having to suffer for that but anyways, thank you guys for joining me this week. Hopefully you guys come back again and join me next week for another unknown serial killer. And like I always tell you guys, please be careful who you talk to because you never know who they killed. See you guys next week.